Well, we're super happy to have Jason Ballard with us on Take 5. He's a pastor at CLA in Langley, uh, helps lead Alpha, does a lot of work with them, and is thinking about church planting. Jason, welcome. It's good to be here, man. It's good to see your beard. It's good to see your beard via video. (laughs) <laughs> it could be by itself. Hey, let's let's not talk about my beard and let's talk about reaching millennials. Uh, what are you seeing that's nothing? Wor- nothing's working in reaching millennials. <laughs> Zero, dude. I I'm a millennial, so that means I'm entitled. I'm flaky. I'm all those things. Come on, come on. Yeah, I know. It's we're the worst, man. You can't no. count on us. You know, we're having a strange experience here. Uh, we live near a university and we've been doing some young adult gatherings. We've seen a lot of growth. And um, what was interesting is what people thought or often think young people, millennials want isn't necessarily what they want. Like yeah. sometimes we think that it's like men, they want more like fog machines and lights, but what they really want is actually less. They want more authenticity and transparency. Sometimes you think, oh, men, they want celebrities. What they really want is fathers. And so do you remember in, um, in math, you used to have to show the work, like you couldn't just give the answer to show the work. It's like super hard. annoying. We used to etch it on like stone tablets. Yeah. Yeah. When you were in school. Like there's an idea of like showing the work. And like, I think that that's a big part of reaching millennials is yeah. they're saying, Hey, like, so the very the millennials have been steeped in like the, the wake of post-modernity. What post-modernity does, it rejects the like institution and it rejects the meta narrative. Anyone that says, here's the answer because I'm in charge. And right. so what that means for us as leaders trying to reach millennials, we have to show the work. And that's an incredible opportunity because that's what discipleship right. making is. And so instead of 20 minute sermons, and again, it's not about the length of sermons. So catch the point here. You might need 40 minute sermons. You might need hour sermons yeah. because, Hey, I'm not just going to open the text and give you two pithy points. I'm actually going to explain to you what are the challenges here and then show you the work that got me there. So they want to see, like, show me the work in your life. Like tell me the real story, not That's just the answer, part. not just the result. So I think what I, I think it's, it's a hunger for authenticity, skeptical of the institution. So what do we do? We tell our honest story. We put our brokenness on the table and we show the work. That's us, the work. And then even the theological work or the philosophical work in our teaching in our, um, and then the other way to reach millennials is to create community. And the thing is every millennial will say they want community. But then when it actually comes to having it, they want to reject it. It's like the porcupine effect. When it gets really close, they kind of, and it's because like, you know, we don't, we don't actually, we wanted, we long to be known, but as soon as people see the real us, we get afraid and we go away. And so it's actually a very difficult challenge to actually create an authentic environment, but you have to woo people along and take them on the journey. So it looks like them coming close and retreating, coming close, retreating. So it means that you're there long enough with the same consistent values, demonstrating openness for it to actually work long-term. That's great. How do you engage him on mission? You, you, you tell him it's going to cost you everything. Really? Yeah. You raise the I bar. Think, so again, like my, my old instinct, and I could be wrong on all this stuff, man, but my old instinct was make it as easy as possible. I think there's some wisdom to that. Like give a first step. I think that's good with any learning. Yeah. Like what's the first thing you can do? We'll begin to pray for a neighbor. Sure. Yeah. But I, I think that the call to take up your whole cross and follow Jesus is actually what it's going to take to engage millennials because, and we were chatting about this earlier, Paul, like in the midst of a culture that has a ton of things to offer. Yeah. Um, what, what it doesn't offer is purpose and meaning. Yeah. That's true. And the call of the call of Jesus is, is give up everything. Right. And it's going to cost you everything. And so I think it's like, like the sex ethic of Christianity. We don't have to hide it. Yeah. We just gotta, we gotta say like, it's, it's massively difficult, but it, yeah. it, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to demand everything. Sometimes, sometimes following Jesus might mean making less money. 
It might be watching other people get ahead, but it means putting other people first first and actually living the way of love. And it's going to cost you everything. And what I found is that when you're honest about that and you're honest about how you don't always measure up to that. So this is where this like show the work thing comes in. Yeah. But I think we have to, I think we have to talk more about how it costs everything. And yeah. then, and then what I love about millennials is they'll call the bluff. They'll say, but are, are, are the church leaders that they see or the churches they see really giving up everything for the poor, for the broken right. the people around them? So, so I think we engage them on mission by, Yes, giving that first easy step, but then also raising the bar so this might cost you everything. It might mean not taking the job you wanted or making as much money. So 30 seconds, tell us how we connect with them as churches. <laughs> oh, you got to be friends with them first. Um, yeah. I, you know, sometimes we talk about like, man, I, I meet a, an older gentleman. We've got great older gentlemen in the church. Man, I want to mentor uh, a young adult. And I'll say, they'll say, can you connect us? I say, oh, there's a bunch in the, bil- in the room right now. You just got to go chat with them. You know what I mean? And so, and, and I don't, I, I know it sounds really cheeky and I don't want to be too cheeky, but I, I think it, it actually means like moving into a space. Yeah. I think there's lots to be said. I mean, there's better people than me to talk about engaging in the digital space. Like we're talking about digital natives. And so this is the, the world that they speak. So you could talk about going online and streaming services, but at the end of the day, I actually, the millennials I know actually do really long for fathers and mothers. Yeah. And so you don't have to be that cool. You just have to show up. Yeah, and so I think if there's more, like I'm looking for grandpas that will show up to our young adult and youth services. And so I think it's actually like getting over ourselves enough to walk across the room. And the first response you're going to get is like, what are you doing here? Because they're insecure. I'm insecure. But if yeah. you can wade through the insecurity, come in with like that non-anxious, non-threatened presence, I think that's where the win is. Great. Thanks, man, for jumping on with us today. Oh, dude, I love it, bro. Thanks for having me. Can you edit all the stuff that didn't make any sense? Sure, I'll do that. All right, perfect, buddy. Love it. Thanks for having me, man.